This is Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A remnant shall return. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and I would like to welcome you today to our Bible study broadcast from the Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. My husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, is currently teaching an in-depth series entitled Heavenly Authority. Today, Pastor will begin looking at the life of Samson in the book of Judges. So, let's go right into the Sunday service and listen as Pastor Greg ministers the Word. We pick up our study this morning on heavenly authority in the book of Judges and chapter 13, where we'll speak about Samson. And this section illustrates several important principles in the series on heavenly authority. While you hold your place at uh, Judges chapter 13, let me read to you from the New Testament, from the book of Romans. Paul, in chapter 11, is speaking about the general rejection of the gospel by his countrymen. And he tells the believers that concerning the gospel in verse 28 of chapter 11 of Romans, uh, they are enemies for your sake. They're going to fight you on the gospel. But concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers, that Israel will still be loved for the sake of the patriarchs. And then he says in verse 29, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Are without change of purpose, that word means. Are without repentance, as it says in the King James. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And we see this in the life of Samson. So let's read chapter 13 of the book of Judges. In verse 1, where we left off the last time, it says again, The children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. So the same pattern we've studied throughout the whole book of Judges. After a judge dies, the people revert back into their previous practices. They abandon the Lord. They do evil in the sight of the Lord. And God hands them over to their enemies. This time, the Philistines. And it's not for a short period of time. It's for 40 years. It's for a generation. The Philistines were an aggressive tribal group. And they occupied the part of Palestine that was in the southwest toward the Mediterranean. Uh, They originally were a sea people who came from the Mediterranean, and they possibly were from the island of Crete. You read in verse 2, Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites, this is the tribe of Dan, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. Now Zorah is in the original area that was allotted to the tribe of Dan. For research purposes, if you want to look it up later, in Joshua chapter 19, verse 41, when Joshua is dividing up the land and giving 
portions of the promised land to each of the tribes. The tribe of Dan actually gets a very central location in Israel, which goes all the way to the water. And it borders on, their allotment borders on the area where the Philistines are located. Later on, they'll move from there. A good portion of the tribe of Dan will move further north because they cannot procure, they cannot occupy this land that God had given them. And you see part of the reason here, even at this point, they're having so much difficulty with the Philistines, and they're right near the center of the problem. And our focus is drawn in this tribe of Dan to one individual man, Manoah, who, with his wife, has no children. His wife is barren. In verse 3 it says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. And you see that God is choosing. He's selecting Samson from before his birth. He foreknows Samson. He knows the man he needs in this situation. In foreknowledge, he sets up the time and place for him to be born. He announces it before it happens to his parents, to his mother. And God is actively involved in providing a savior, a deliverer for that generation to save them from the hands of the Philistines. Now, Manoah's wife, Baron is given a promise, and she's given a promise of a special child. And right away, our minds should go to, this is nothing new. We should remember Abraham and Sarah. In the New Testament, we should remember Zacharias and Elizabeth. And you see this theme of the barren woman. He says to her, he says, you have borne no children, you are barren, but you shall conceive and bear a son. And it's so symbolic of the condition of the human being, how we're barren, we cannot bear, we cannot bring forth fruit. On our own, we're barren, but God can produce a miracle. God can make us fruitful. God can bring forth that which is meant to be. God is the one that gives elderly Sarah that baby of laughter, Isaac. God is the one that gives Elizabeth, who has been waiting all those years, a son in her old age. And God can take us, and even when we feel we're failures and nothing has come out of our lives, he can take us and give us a promise and bring us joy. God is the God of the impossible. God is the one that's missing from each human life when it's barren. He is the one that's needed to bring forth the joy and the happiness and his fulfilled will, his plan. And they're foretold. Abraham was foretold. Zacharias was foretold. Here, Manoah's wife is foretold of this conception. Indeed, you shall conceive and bear a son. Even as we're told in the New Testament that Mary was foretold by an angel about the birth of a very special son, Jesus. The last time we studied in the book of Judges, I had read from the New Testament in Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 11, 
where it speaks about the men and the women of faith. And I read down at verse 32 where the writer of the book of Hebrews says, And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions. We're going to see that as we read about Samson. Quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant or powerful in battle, turned to flight the armies of the alien. They became powerful in battle. And these were powerful deliverers, powerful saviors. And you see that in the physical realm. We'll see that with Samson. He's physically a powerful man. He's able to do great things. And these judges in their works, and especially Samson as a judge, is a shadow, is a type, is a forerunner, is an image of Yeshua, Jesus, who would be the most powerful deliverer that ever was. Though we'll see with Samson that Samson's character falls drastically short of the character and the nature of Jesus Christ. Messiah, when he comes, is powerful in battle, but he's also holy. And we've seen with a lot of these judges, they're powerful in battle, but they have problems when it comes to holiness. And Samson especially, as Samson, as the last of the judges listed in the book of Judges, has particular character flaws. This angel the Lord tells Manoah's wife in verse 4, Now therefore, please be careful. And he's telling her in this process, when she conceives by her husband, that as she's carrying this child, she needs to be very careful. Please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. No wine, no other intoxicating drink, nothing unclean, according to the law. Verse 5, For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Sound familiar? Remember Luke chapter 1, verse 31? And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. Very similar words. For the promise of a deliverer, you shall conceive and bear a son. How can God deal with the Philistines? This barren woman will bring forth the way that God will deal with the Philistines. She will conceive and bring forth a son. And her son Samson will be raised up and anointed by the Lord with supernatural strength. But the question is, that's how God deals with the Philistines. That's how he's dealt with the people from Midian. That's how he's dealt with the Amorites, with the Egyptians. Great anointing power upon his people Israel. The question is, how does he deal with Samson? Samson is chosen. Samson is the deliverer. But Samson, we'll see, has great personality problems, great character flaws. 
Praise the Lord for His excellent and most holy word. We are so thankful that you could join us for the program today, and we look forward to bringing you more of these enriching Bible study programs in the future. We here at Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle love to receive our listeners' words of encouragement. So if you want to write to us, or if you feel led of the Lord to help support the church outreach of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle, please send all correspondence and donations to Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 Once again, that's Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle Post Office Box 518 Branford, Connecticut 06405 And please include the air date of the program and the call letters of the radio station. Also, if you are going to be in the Madison, Connecticut area, we would like to invite you to join us for Sunday service. Services include praise, worship, Bible study, and the Lord's Supper. Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Take I-95 to exit 61. Go south to Route 1. Turn right, and at the next light, turn right again. We are in the yellow brick and white building. Please join us for our next broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub, which in Hebrew means, A Remnant Shall Return. And until then, may our Lord Jesus richly bless you as you serve Him.